You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number five with Julian Vanderwaal. And make sure you stay up to date and click subscribe because every two weeks I release a new episode. You can also find me on Instagram at Luke Page underscore underscore underscore. Okay, so uh, Julian, Julian and I actually did a, uh, we met several years ago, we did a business course together, we've stayed in touch ever since. You know, Julian's got a wealth of experience and knowledge, he's been in, um, he's been uh, in a part of a number of businesses over the years, been in different industries, but ultimately his craft and specialty is sales. So everything today is all about uh, discussing sales, he shares some really awesome uh, tips and advice and strategies. We actually do a role play together. So you're going to learn a lot from this one. It's actually my first interview online. So the quality of the actual recording isn't the best, but the quality of the content is top shelf. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast, where every single week I speak to new business owners, entrepreneurs, and I basically get their story um, about their journey, you know, where they first started to where they are now, everything in between, and, and I speak to them about their expertise. And um, today I have got Julian Vanderwaal with me. Julian's basically, this guy's had a passion for business, you know, ever since like he was in his teenage years, you know, while most people are dreaming about becoming an astronaut or a fireman or a vet nurse or whatever it is, Julian actually was thinking about how he can make a profit from business, believe it or not. So he's had businesses in the restaurant, in the sales, in the retail industry. And um, yeah, he's, he's currently involved in a few projects, including where he helps struggling retail businesses become profitable. But he's also a performance coach. He helps build strategic partnerships he's an inspired speaker and he's a master sales coach so julian vanderwaal welcome man thanks man thanks for having me no problems man no problems okay so um let's just get we'll, we'll get stuck into i'm just curious to kind of get your story and how you kind of got into business like you you had an interest in teenage days yeah and i know that you've been in a number of been involved in a number of businesses over the years and you're also involved in a number of businesses now so can you just maybe take me back to where it all first started? Give me a bit of a, a run through on, on what you've been a part of, man. Uh, yeah, so background is actually in, in cooking, actually, outside of sales. So I started when I was really, really young. I uh, did a lot of cycling and, and really wanted to become a professional cyclist. And because I was eating so much, my mum said, why don't you become a chef? So I did. And essentially, that was the end of my cycling career because I essentially didn't have time to train anymore. And, I, and at 17, I was, you know, riding 20Ks to work and 20Ks home uh, every single day. And on splits, I'd ride 20Ks there four times there and back. So I'd end up working 15 hours, riding 80 kilometers for the day. And at 17 years old, that was my first job. So, you know, welcome to the, to the workforce. So I'm kind of grateful, even though it was quite intense. It was probably a year and a half that I can't remember my life because I was so tired. I remember riding home you know, one o'clock in the morning with closing one eye and trying to have a sleep and closing two eyes and just 
seriously riding my bike with two eyes shut, just trying to get a nap in their micro sleep. So, you know, that at the time it was quite challenging, but I'm grateful that there's such a work stamina that's been invested early and that's been created quite early. Um, got out of that, got into sales, uh, found myself quite easily uh, adopting the sales methodologies and, and quickly grew to, I think in my first and second week, I was in the top five in the country. Um, and then got back into cooking. My grandfather used to say, whatever you start, you must finish. So I thought that's, it's quite a good trait to, to have, uh, especially if it's something that's going to serve you quite well. You know, cooking is an industry where, although it's quite intense, um, it's something that you can have for the rest of your life. I think my wife and my kids really quite enjoy that skill set that I have. <laughs> my wife doesn't like cooking, so that's quite helpful for her. And and um, and then yeah, we did a four-year apprenticeship in thirteen months. We sold that restaurant, you know, four years after I started cooking there, and then got into sales again. Picked up essentially where I left off, but the first seven months, the first first seven weeks, sorry, was quite challenging because. I left when I was quite good at sales and then I came back but my communication skills were less, self-confidence was, was a little bit less. My, my uh, you know, if I, if I could honestly say that I like myself as a person, was dramatically reduced, you know, four years being in the kitchen. So it's a very unique environment, that. And then built a, built, built a business, a uh, seven-figure business in three years out of that industry, basically going door-to-door with a folder and knocking on doors and, and building a team in, in that space, commission only. And then set up down in Adelaide. I met my now wife. She had a retail shop at the time. We got that up and running quite quite quickly. Uh, I was losing six figures uh, week, you know, year out. So we turned that into a six figure profit within three years. No ad spend on anything. Social media was it was a big, you know, um, seven eight years ago in that space. Really, it's really kicked off in the last three or four. Um, and then now. I sold that. I sold the. Uh, I got rid of the uh, sales company, and now I'm just focusing on sales coaching and sales consultancy within essentially all my clients and sales companies, which is kind of strange. And business yeah, consultancy right, yeah. outside of that. And yep. we've got a digital signage company, a social media agency, and a water filtration. Uh, essentially, going to be rolled out nationally in the next month. So. Yeah, that's so it. You get, it's a part of a few <laughs> things, mate. <laughs> so obviously you're. Yeah, that's it, man. So obviously you're you you, know, you specialize in sales, which is awesome. It's uh, something that's one of my one of the things I specialize in. Well. So main focus for today, let's let's really focus on the sales aspect. Um, I, I guess that you know some business owners are a lot better at selling than others. Yeah. So. What's your thoughts? Do you think that not knowing how to sell well could jeopardize you know, someone's whole business model? Yeah, well, What's your definitely, thoughts around that? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think every business owner, <clears throat> whether they like to sell their own product or not, and from the experience that I have with dealing with quite a number of business owners, even at the entourage, I mean, there was like 105 people and they said, Put your hand up in the, if you like being a salesperson. I think you and I were the only ones that put their hand up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. And everyone's like, nah, not me. So, so the, there is a big gap within sales. And essentially, sales has this really negative connotation where it's pushy and aggressive. And, and when I've got clients coming on board to work with me one-on-one, they're like, oh, I don't want to be that pushy salesperson. And for me, it's quite easy. Uh, don't. And that, that's the easiest example that I can ever give or the easiest answer I can ever give to that. 
but not knowing how to sell your own product. Essentially, that's why I have a job, <laughs> which is kind of good. But it's it's <laughs> it's paramount for revenue. You know, a lot of people are going to be focused on this. And, and the reason why I think there's such an uptake in the digital marketing space and the email campaigns and the LinkedIn and that it's because people don't want to talk to people because mm, they're scared yeah. of rejection. It's easier to understand the numbers. And if I send out, you know, a thousand emails and I get two cut sales from that, it's quite easy. And I don't feel the rejection from 998. Mm, right? Yeah. Yep. But essentially, if you don't talk to these people face-to-face and essentially as everything's going online, everything's going self-service in calls and Woolworths and the human connection that we have with other human beings and that connectivity, we're connected but we're not connecting, right? And that's a big difference. So if you can actually connect with your consumer on their level and address their fears, concerns, doubts and also live up to their aspirations and their dreams and their goals and their vision of what they like, from your product, then sales becomes very, very easy. If you just purely focus on the results, sales becomes an emotional game. Yeah, okay. So you mean as in the results of your own results in your own business, is that what you mean? Exactly, and not knowing what the process in the sales, essentially every single person walks through the door, whether you have a butcher, a hairdressing salon, a marketing company, a sales company. Most of my clients that I work with on sales are sales companies. Yeah, okay. So, so that, that to me tells me, sorry, you go. Oh, I was going to say they're sales companies. So they're companies that teach people how to sell and then you're teaching them. <laughs> and they still hire me. So, they, they, so, so sales companies that teach sales people and they've got 20 odd people in the company are hiring a sales coach, i.e. myself, to teach their guys how to sell, but a business that doesn't understand its process and doesn't teach that thinks that they don't need me. Mm, yeah. Kind of there tells you go. me that they do need me more than a sales company. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think I, I watched one of your videos recently and you were talking about that you need to, you need to become the best salesperson in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Why is that, man? Well, essentially, if you're going to be driving your sales team forward, uh, I've worked with a client the last little while and she essentially wanted me to set up a call center to help drive her sales through business. And I said, why aren't you selling? Because you're the face of the business. She goes, I'm too scared of my confidence level, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I said, what I would suggest you doing is you work with me for the next few months, 12 months, whatever, and let's get your sales confidence up. And then you can look into other areas because at the end of the day, if you don't know the processes in your own business, whether it be marketing or finance, I don't need, I don't mean to say that I do everything in my business. There's some part of my digital signage company. There's logistics and the, and the quoting and the delivery and the install, especially I do not touch that. I will never install my own product, but I know how it works, which means I know how long things take. I understand the processes. I don't do it because it's not my genius at all. I don't have that finesse. To do. I just don't have the, you know, like I can drive. I'm great in, in the driving range. I'm shit ass at putting. <laughs> I do not have any fine idea. It's just not my not my strength. But I still do you actually play golf? Do you play I golf? I don't. I was going to say, I, mate, because you're, you're doing a bit of a baseball swing there. I'm thinking. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, man. So, um, but, I, but yeah, from a sales point of view, the reason why I think mm. you should know how to sell your own product, worst case scenario, things turn to absolute shies and hows. I don't know if I can swear on this, 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. You need to know how to sell your own product. So if shit hits the fan and you do not know what to do, you can still go out there and generate a revenue and still be profitable. At least cover your basics and cover your own wage. That's bottom line. And most people couldn't even do that. Plus also, sorry, you get that. Yeah. So it's also upselling or adding more value or how you can actually increase. And it's not about being sleazy and it's not about just taking all the consumer's money. That's not what it's about. It's about adding so much value that your proposition to the consumer fits them so well that they can't say no. Gotcha. So kind of talking about that, my, my you know, a lot of people like talking about your, your example where, cause like Julian and I, actually did a, um, a business course together years and years ago. Um, so when you were talking about where we were at a workshop and the, the, the presenter said, put your hand up if you like sales here, yeah, and there was, there was Julian, myself, and maybe one other, one other person. A lot of people don't like sales. They hate sales. Negative stigma around it. Uh, they're not great at it, whatever it is. So how can we, how do we sell without actually selling? Yeah. You need to add so much value and you need to work out exactly what that product's going to do to the consumer's life, right? Or fix the problem. Now, in some way, the, the consumer may not be aware of the problem they have, so you need to dig deep to find out if this product actually suits. And, it's, and what, I'm, what I need to un- get people to understand, I'm not going to teach you how to sell a product that the consumer does not need, i.e., I would never tell a broadband company to sell broadband to an elderly lady that doesn't have a computer. Yeah, okay. But I do hear people doing that. Yeah. That to me is unacceptable. And if you do need to sell to make $50 in commission to an old lady that doesn't have a computer, you're quite shit and you're making the industry look really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no no Wolf of Wall Street type stuff. That's 20 years ago. The guy went to jail. So let's learn some lessons, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, but there's a reason. There's, yeah. there's, there's, clues, but there's, <laughs> there's some traits that you don't Absolutely. want to... The methodology and the understanding, if worked properly, there's definitely some, there's some methodologies in there that are quite powerful if used properly. I had a real estate, for instance, I had a real estate agent say to me, he goes, I just can't really get excited about sales. Selling houses. I said, well, firstly, why are you in real estate if you're not excited about selling houses? I said, you don't sell a house. That is the product. You sell the environment that the kids, a safe environment that the kids come home to after school. You sell Christmases. You sell the first bike that they ride. You sell where they learn to swim. You sell for myself, my, uh, for the kids at home, uh, my girls. You sell the fun and the mud pies that they make in their cubby house, you know, you sell the baby that's come home from hospital, you sell every birthday that they ever have there, you sell the nice, uh, beautiful nights that you share with your wife and the red wine watching your Netflix, like that's what you're selling. You don't sell a house. That's just where they live. And, and once you start thinking about, and that's, that's a pretty big product, that's a high value product, right? And someone might say, well, I just sell... I just sell microphones, for instance. Yeah, I just sell a microphone. How can I get excited about microphones? Well, you don't sell a microphone. You, you sell the experience that other people can have from the value that the person can give and educate their, their audience. That's what you're selling. And the microphone is just a vehicle in which the, the information is delivered. 
Very, very different approach. And when you start thinking about your product in a much, much more holistic, bigger way, it, it's much, yeah. much easier to sell more products. Nice, man. I like that. It's like it's, it's less focus on the actual product, the features, the features, the features, the features that so many people do. Yeah. And it's more about, you know, what's going to be the result, what's the experience that you're going to get out of using this product. Focus on that. Yeah. That's a good one, man. I love that. Um, so what would be... Uh, what would be some really awesome questions that we can ask our prospects to uncover their needs? So for anyone listening to this is that, you know, how to sell, one thing you really need to understand is your customer and why they're actually buying. Like what is the, what is the pain point that they have that they're trying to get away from or what are they trying to achieve? So really understanding your prospects, what are they frustrated about in their life? You know, what are they experienced? Like, what are they, what's making them hurt? What are they wanting? What are they dreaming of type thing? So really understanding their needs. This is something that a lot of businesses don't get when they first start a business. Um, they, and I'm, I'm, because I'm from the coaching space, for example. So a lot of coaches, what they'll do is they will, they'll think about their experience and they'll think that their experience is the exact experience for their customer, but it's not the case. Yeah. Um, so you really need to speak to your customer on a really deep and personal level because if, the, the truth is if you knew, if you were inside their mind, you knew what made them tick, what exactly they wanted, everything, you could just write out a video or a headline which is going to grab their attention. You're going to get their attention over everything else that's out there and that's the name of the game for starters in such a, a, in this online world where there's just so much marketing going on. It's just saturated. There's so much noise. To get people's attention seems to be a very challenging thing in these days. But if you really know your customer, you'll get their attention. This is where there's a bit of a gap. Most people just don't know their customer. So I guess, uh, Julian, question is around what's some really awesome questions to uncover our customers' needs and their requirements and their wants and their desires, everything like that? Perfect. So let's let's role play it a little bit and I'll give you yeah. two options. I'll give you the normal option, the way people sell, and I'll give you my option, the way people should sell. Okay. After they call me and work with me for 12 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah nice, man. <laughs> what product are we selling? I'll, I'll be selling it and you come and buy yep. it. What, what, what am I selling? Um, let's sell some, let's sell a TV. TV. Perfect. Yep. Uh, so you come into my store. Awesome, mate. I'm Julian. Um, mate, what are, you, what are you looking for? Oh, firstly, how's your day? That's, that's pretty simple. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty easy. I'm Julian. Shake your hand. Luke, nice to meet you. Cool, man. What are, obviously, yeah, what, what, what are you looking for, man? Julian, man, I'm, uh, I'm just, I want to get a new TV. Okay, cool. What do you have at the moment? So, okay, so stop there. So what normally people do? Cool. This is our TVs. We have this 55, blah, 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 blah. Harvey Norman, perfect example of how to look at how people can't shoot and sell. Um, there's, and I'm a salesperson at Harvey Norman. Not really. You're more like an usher that shows me where shit is. I can see the fucking TV wall. Like, it's obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we got this one, this one, this is OLED, this is blah, blah, this is 55. Six. Cool. Which, which one do you think would sue you? Uh, that doesn't tell me anything. Cool. Yeah. Man, what TV do you have at the moment, man? Okay, so I've got a, um, I've got a Samsung. Um, yeah, Samsung. Yeah. How, is it, are you looking for a bigger one or? Um, uh, I think the size is, is okay. Yeah. 
we're talking about talking about TVs here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Could be asked the um, <laughs> yeah. Look, this, the size is pretty good, man. It's just like it's 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 fairly old. Yeah, um, now. Uh, good ten years, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. things have changed quite dramatically in the last ten years. I think you'll find the quality of the new ones are very, very different, right? Yeah, yeah. I want one of those, like, I kind of want it on the wall and stuff, yeah, and, like, yeah. one of those smart TVs that hooks up to your Wi-Fi. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. So, so from a, from a salesperson, I, I'm not just thinking about smart TV. He's obviously using something else for that smart TV. Is it either YouTube or Netflix or da-da-da? So he's either mm. streaming or something. So that, to me, is, like, he's just told me exactly what he's looking for. Now I should mm. uncover a little bit more about why the smart TV is important as opposed to just a TV. Yeah, gotcha. but what is it about the smart TV that appeals to you the most? Um, I, I just I like that. Well, I've got um, I've got uh, Netflix. Yep, perfect. So we watch we watch Netflix. Um, favorite show? Jump on YouTube. Favorite show on on Netflix. Uh, I like the documentaries, man. I'm not really into the shows as much. I like the documentaries. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I've been watching Dirty Money for the last little while. It's just about how the money works and some some scams that they've been put through. Uh, fun and the Fire Festival that was incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the Fire Festival. Sick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Do you watch movies or anything on there as well? Um, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually jump on every now and then. I jump on YouTube and buy the. You can get like a new movie for about five, six, seven bucks. So yeah, um, yeah, every now and then, do movies there. So no one, it's no the way to go, man. Like this. Going, yeah. Oh yeah, blockbusters! Like there's a blockbuster around the corner from me that just shut down about two oh, years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so all these all these little tiny things is just building rapport, and it's what I would call the pull pull push pull method. I'm building mm-hmm. rapport, gathering intelligence, and then and building rapport, gathering intelligence, building yeah. rapport. It likes me, product. It likes me, connection, product. It likes me. Mm-hmm. I actually give a fuck about what he's talking about, product. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not just product, 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 or just rapport, 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 rapport. It's this this kind of toing and froing type thing. Yeah. We haven't even taught, I haven't even shown you the TVs yet. Yeah. We also, potentially should, we also potentially should have chosen a product that I actually know something about. <laughs> TVs I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so no well, Shows your, shows your strategies working, mate, which is good. <laughs> so, cool, man. Um, do you get yeah, movies, yeah, comedy or romantic comedy? You look like a bit of a romantic comedy guy. You look like... Uh, look, look, every now and then, mate, I love my... Um, what's that dude from The Notebook? Ryan Gosling? Gosling, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Ryan Gosling. Uh, my my uh, fiancé loves the, yeah. the Ryan G, as she calls him. Um, the the Gos. yeah. Um, but I'm actually a thriller man. I love my thrillers. Okay. I like to I like to think, and I like to be you know I like to be scared, and I like to be yeah. on the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so the last I love my one thrillers. I really liked was the net. I think that's like in the nineties. I think that was the last one that I. It's really. Uh, I don't I it. like. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't I, I was born in. I was born in ninety seven, mate. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mate. You're a bit, I, don't, I don't watch anything before the, the 2000s. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But well, you definitely haven't seen that one yet. Um, so the missus, does she watch much TV with you or you guys like to chill out on the couch on a Friday, glass of wine, yeah. relax, watch a movie? Yeah, it's, it, it's usually a thing that we do together. Um, so she's now, every now and then. I'll stop there. Now what I'm thinking, yep. upsell. Yep. I'm selling on the couch as well. Okay, awesome. Okay. 
So just sit on and watch the TV. Yeah. So now I'm thinking yeah. of more products that I can actually move through. Now I've got confirmation of the, or nearly confirmation of the TV. I've just got to work out price points next. I'm thinking of what else can I sell? Can I sell a Blu-ray DVD? Can I sell an entertainment system? Can I sell them a new coffee table? Can I sell them the, the couch that's your special thinking chair that, that is like awesome? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we're talking about couches, da da da. And after I thought, oh, you know, the couch, how oh, it's a couch, man. Because we've actually got this special down in the front that um, we can actually, I can actually do a really good ca- deal on the couch because obviously you can book TV. Uh, I can actually, so yeah. Are you looking for like a three seater, two seater, a big um, L with a chase? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, I haven't really thought about it. That's a cool man. I'm down every Saturday, come back next Saturday and, and check it out. So bring, bring Miss Dana, she wants to sit on it as well. And that's how you can sell massive products. And also, selling is not selling to someone and being sold to. It's about providing an opportunity for them to buy. Yeah. 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 So cool, awesome, man. I'll just show you on TVs. Uh, now, what do you have? What size do you have right now? Because you said the size you like to keep the size. Nice. I've got. I think I've got fifty-five inch, man. Awesome. Fifty-fives. Look, I would consider the sixty. I don't know how big the lounge room is, but sixty is pretty usual these days. I've actually seen one that's 84, uh, 84 inch, which is bloody massive. I'll show you that one anyway. And now I can actually throw the upsell in a very casual manner. And the hundred and getting really excited about the big stuff. I actually saw someone walk out with a hundred inch and it's like 1.5 meters by 2.65. The thing is like bloody the size of the wall, it's huge. I'll show you that. Yeah. I'll, go through, I'll go through that one first, right? Okay, and then I'll go down to the 55 and this yeah, go down. Okay, so there's an opportunity for an upsell there, and then you, yep. you see if there's you see if it works, if it doesn't, then you go back to the original as opposed to going straight for the original, exactly. Give them, give them a few options. But I don't do it in a way like, oh, I reckon what's best to use a 100-inch, blah, blah, blah. The consumer knows you're only doing it for the comms commissions, right? They're, they're not thinking, oh, this guy's doing it for me and how trying to, no, he's thinking why. So, oh, 100-inch, it's this one, blah, blah. Would you prefer a curved or a flat one? Oh, just a flat, man. Yep, cool. Yeah. I'll show you the curved on the way through. We've got to go through that way anyway. So, and then yeah. this is 75, this is 65. And that's the 55 over there and the 60. What, what are you, do you play any games on there? Because sometimes it hurts them to be different, 200 versus 100. Or watch nah, not, not really, not really into games. Watch the, watch the sport though. But yeah, yeah. perfect. Cricket, footy, motor racing. Uh, mainly footy, mate. Big footy yeah. man. Awesome. Who's, yeah. who's the favorite team? Uh, the pies. The pies. Go the pies. The pies, pies. Yeah, <laughs> um, if I knew something about that sport at all, I would continue the conversation. If I don't, go the pies is about all I've got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, you, you look like you got too many teeth for the pies, but that's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they're all fake, mate. <laughs> the dentures. Yeah, I stole, the, <laughs> stole the money to get them as well. <laughs> so, so now I've shown you the TVs. Awesome, man. Um, is there a price point that you had, you know, thinking about coming in? Uh, I've kind of done some research online, but... Uh, cool. So, yeah. perfect. He just said he's done some research, so he's problem aware and solution aware now. So, now we're just on a price point fixture. So, if he's done some research, that tells me he's also price pointed, so I really can't stuff around with, like, this one's there and blah, blah. Cool, man. Which ones are you... Have you looked into Samsung again? Mm. Uh, yeah, I like Samsung. Yep. I like Samsung. Yep. 
I'll, I'll stick to that one. I'll show the other ones anyway because sometimes things change, but I'll, I'll show the same song. No worries. Um, also, see how many questions I'm asking the whole way through? Yeah, versus a lot of questions. Yeah. Here's the TV. Which one yes. do you reckon is best? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Very, very different. Huge difference. Yeah. We, we must have asked 20 questions. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. and then once I've got the TV, fantastic. Now, at the moment, do you have a uh, entertainment, entertainment, what are they called? Oh, the, the the cabinets. Um, Cabinet, yeah, yeah. We've 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 actually got it. We've actually got one, and it's um it's it's fairly new, so we're all good there. Yeah. Yeah, perfect, man. The only reason I ask: Does the TV sit on that, or is it wall mounted already? Well, I want to get the TV sits on it, but I want to get a wall mounted one, okay. a wall mounted TV. I'll show the stylish home, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and I'm sure you want to remove all the uh, wires as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So, and I, the reason why I know that because we did it from Harvey Norman. So, uh, the wall yeah. mounts over there. Um, for this one, this one's going to be best suited to you because of the size and it can hold the weight XYZ. But also, we've actually got a cable tidy that can actually go into the wall and go at the bottom so that you actually won't see any wires. Sick, man. Cool. So, well, now we've sold two more products on top of that. Now, also, because it's a 4K TV, Sometimes your HDMI cables need to be uh, upgraded as well because then the quality can actually go through the cables as well. Yep. So how high wait. would your mount? What's that? Yes, wait. Um, what was that question? How would, would you need a three or a five meter cable? Do you think? Uh, three, three, three man. Yeah, we enough. Can, yeah. Sometimes when it goes into the wall, um, it's actually three meters seems like a lot, but sometimes when it goes into the wall, it actually doesn't have much inside. So. Just be mindful mm -hmm. of that one. We can always bring that one back if it doesn't suit you, okay? Okay. Perfect. Um, is there anything else you're looking for? Like, you know, your speakers or what's your entertainment system like? Do you have one? Uh, I don't have one, but I'm actually not really into them, mate. I'd, I'd actually, I don't like the sound of them. I just like yeah. the TV. Thing, so, yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, don't press it. Don't show them anything. Because um, sometimes when I've had that before, it's like, oh, I'll just show you anyway. I, I just, I'm seriously not interested. Now we're starting to be that pushy salesperson that didn't need to be. Mm. Mm. So. Okay, interesting. So if you could like summarize all these points, like for example, <laughs> number one, ask a ton of questions. Number two, yeah. don't be pushy. What would be maybe a, a, a few points for anyone listening to this that could, they could take? Because, you know, there's, there's people listening to this in different industries, different businesses, and not everyone's that works, that you know, sells TVs, for example. What's yep. some points that they could take away so they can incorporate into their own business yep. model? Think of your product and how it's going to be used in its solution. How Say it again. Be using, so think of the product that you have and yep. how it's going to be used in, into the solution that the consumer needs, right? Gotcha. And then think yep. of all the sort of little tiny nuances around that solution that the consumer might be asking, feeling, and how can you serve that solution better mm. would be the best way. And, I mean, like, like we said, hopefully without my narration of the, <laughs> of the questions, because sometimes when I interject, it makes it quite challenging to think of the flow, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, hopefully you guys can understand a little bit more about the depth in, in which, and it, to me that's not even deep, that's just building rapport and asking questions. 
As, yeah. But, yeah. but there is a huge difference. With, oh, what are you looking for, man? Oh, a new TV. Fantastic. We've got Samsung 65, 75, and the Sony's are over there, and they're the LGs. Which one do you reckon is best for you, man? Mm. Very, very different. Very different, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if it's service-based, even more so, because your services are going to solve a problem the consumer may or may, again, may or may not realize, but also the depth of that service, you might actually fix problems that I didn't even know about. Right? So, so just having that awareness of it. Yeah. So just put yourself in the consumer's life, how they live, how they're going to work, and how does your service or product, your deliverable, fix the problem that they're, they're facing right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, just kind of wrapping this up, this is something we could speak about for hours and hours and days <laughs> yeah. and days and weeks and weeks and months and months. Yeah. Um, you being a business owner, yeah, like what would be like your like your number one advice for someone that's new to business or they're in the early stages, number one advice for them, man, what would it be? Find people that have actually been through the process previously because you can learn a lot from the experience that they've had, the mistakes they've made. And the problem in, in small business or any business, mistakes cost money no matter what, right? It's either time or money and money is time. I mean, time is money, sorry. So either way, it's money and money and money. Now, a lot of business owners that probably don't like to sell are not focusing on the money, which is really strange seeing that that's why you're in business and that's what your business does. It generates money, right? So, and you've got to understand, like, McDonald's business is known for burgers, but actually their business is real estate. Harvey Norman's business is known for selling white goods and brand goods. Actually, their business is like a bank and they make more money off interest, right? So your business is actually, yes, the product and the deliverable, but really the focus should be in generating more money and more profit, not just making more money. So if you focus on how to generate a bigger income and how can you actually add more value to your products, then at least that plus you get support and advice on how the business is going to work from a proper business consultant, okay, not someone that has left a business and as an employee and now has gone to a Tony Robbins event and now wants to be a bloody life coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, I'm, <laughs> which I'm not opposed to the, the vision and, and the, their personal <laughs> mission. I'm just, in, mm. I just, I just have a very uh, visceral reaction to the positioning of themselves. Right? So you just, you've got to find people in your network and circle that seriously understand what you're going through for one. Most people won't, especially going through that entrepreneurial journey. And that can actually give you real support before you start business, not as you've stuffed it up the first time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome advice, man. Okay, so lastly, where can where can everyone find you, man? Uh, easiest way to do it on the website, julianvanderwald.com. Uh, send us an email, jvd. Uh, at julianvanderwald.com. Pretty easy. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, we're all over there. So join that all. That's pretty easy. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore.